Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast. We have Grand Arena starting today. Um, I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you today? I'm unprepared solo. <laughs> Excellent. That's the way to be. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of ironic. It wasn't even a uh, it wasn't a real attempt on uh, playing with words, but um, <laughs> we're gonna have our our buddy Clash from the Scoundrels Discord server uh, and a, and a famous YouTuber in his own right uh, join us a little bit later tonight. Um, and you know that the squads he likes are all about prepared and preparedness. So he is he is quite the scoundrel. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so that that'll be a little bit later, though. Uh, first, you know, uh, the first topic we've, you know, we've been discussing the the topic of production on this podcast and how we have none. And um, <laughs> you know, Neil from the uh, Escape Podcast said that his, like the first thing that he ever did, like the first piece of production, like an he, he like just created like a pretend ad using like it, it was like a, a tourism uh, ad for going to Naboo or something. And he had his sister, uh, you know, record it or do the voices. And I thought, well, that that would be cool. Um, that's pretty neat. Why not just um, instead of having my adult sister do something fun like that, why not have my six-year-old and my two-year-old boys help me <laughs> with one? <laughs> so uh, this is the result. So our, our everyone get ready for our the Gambit's very first piece of production. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gambit News Desk. We have breaking news from the planet Alderaan today. Our news anchor, Matrim, has more. Thanks, Sarah. I'm here on Alderaan, where a small moon seems to have appeared out of nowhere. Wait, that's no moon. Oh, no. Oh, no! We seem to have lost their signal. They'll be all right, I'm sure. And that was it. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, um, so, let's talk about some news from for Grand Arena. Um, uh, you know, Solo already mentioned it. It's five v five and fleets. How do you feel about that, Solo? Uh, I am actually excited about that now. A, it's five v five and not three v three, so we're already winning. Um, but fleets. We are on the verge of people unlocking malevolence to go along with their seven-star negotiators. Um, I, as you know, unlocked both of them. And so I'm excited because at least for the start of this grand arena, I will be one of the few people that has both unlocked. I have been practicing like crazy on using my malevolence to beat seven-star negotiators I'm actually only climbing with Malevolence in Arena now. And um, so I'll get to use that and still place my Negotiator on defense. So I'm at least excited about that part. Huh. Well, I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> I'll be excited if I have like the exact same result as all of my opponents in ships and it's just like a total stalemate or draw like we both full clear we both clear each other's ships and we can move on <laughs> like, yeah 
that that's the thing that scares me like the other day i you know i, I almost i win most of my ship battles but there, there is a little bit more rng with the negotiator fights than i would prefer and i don't have malevolence yet that, that's in the works it's close but um right now like i the other day i lost three in a row in ships and it wasn't just to like the same guy who just happened to have like the perfect comp to beat my uh, pre-planned strategy. It was like two, you know, it was one guy twice and then another guy. And these are guys I'm always beating in fleet arena. And it, frankly, it just makes me nervous. Like if I have a time like that, it, like I could just lose because of fleets and it's not like I don't practice. It's not like I don't, you know, look at the strategies. It's just, there's a little more RNG than I would prefer. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've always thought fleets are awful. Or actually, I shouldn't say always. Back back in the day when it was 5v5 and less headache, uh, I actually enjoyed fleet. Recently, um, ever since the Millennium Falcon, uh, you know, meta, I I've hated fleets. I still hate fleets. I don't think there's any point to them in the game, but... Since I have a small, small, small advantage right now, I'm quite excited to take advantage of that advantage. <laughs> now, with that said, I can already guarantee you in my first three rounds, I'm going to lose with Malevolence all three times just because I said that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how this actually goes. You know, when you kept saying the word small over and over again, I thought you were going to finish with something else. But... <laughs> But uh, you didn't, so well done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you, I wish you every joy with Malevolence. <laughs> um, that I'm curious, like, so, you know, obviously you can't tell how many banners you get precisely uh, in Arena, but like, how would you do, it, you know, like your typical uh, banner score? What would you get if you if you took your malevolence matches from arena into grand arena against bad. negotiator, I should specify. <laughs> the answer is bad. Um, it's not going to be a, you know, banner efficient type thing. My goal though, is all the people with a seven star negotiator are going to see that I don't have a seven star negotiator and I expect them to place their negotiator on defense. That means they are going to have to beat my negotiator with their uh, Millennium Falcon fleet, likely without a houndstooth. So uh, I'm not really going for banners here as much as I'm going for catching them off guard. And hopefully, I mean, in theory, they might not be able to clear my ships if they can't get it on the first kill. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, if, if they put their own negotiator on defense, which never makes sense to me, if that's the only way to kill negotiator, like, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, if Agreed. you have an alternate way, like, alternate way, absolutely put negotiator on and kill it. You know, even if you lose a lot of banners, like, you're still going to, uh, you know, have a huge advantage because, you know, uh, then the other person is going to either have to counter with their own negotiator or they're just stuck behind your ships. Um, you know that that being said i yeah you your your opponents if they put negotiator down thinking that you know neither of you are going to have or be able to clear like that's going to be a nasty surprise right and the nice part about running malevolence is i don't need houndstooth 
So I already plan on placing Houndstooth on D because this is the first time that I don't want to use it on, or I don't need to use it on offense. You know, in the Millennium Falcon fleet, you always wanted it. Um, And then in negotiator fleets, that's Houndstooth is what makes the fleet so difficult. So uh, it'll be nice to have that on defense and torture whoever tries to fight it. You know, it's actually pretty reminiscent of a strategy that you hated in 3v3. <laughs> uh, you know, like you you hated when, and I, I did too, frankly. I don't I don't like that aspect of 3v3, but like when, when people would put their Darth Revan and Malak and Bastila on defense, and it's like you have to use two at least two shots to actually be able to beat that team. And, and right. honestly, for a long time, that wasn't even really like seen as an option by the community. Like we, you know, we saw a resurgence of that specific strategy um, in the last three v three. But um, you know, that that's a huge criticism that people have, and I feel like that's the biggest valid one. Frankly, about three v three is like certain teams are just impossible to kill without using the exact same mirror. Um, right. And and what you're doing is. It's frankly the same solo, so it is. I don't, you, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I feel about you uh, taking these shady three v three practices <laughs> with you into into five v five. But well, if is, they get used is. against me, I'm going to use it against them. <laughs> That's true. Yep, classic like Cold War um, mentality. You know exactly. <laughs> If if we're gonna die, they're sure as hell gonna die too. <laughs> yep. Uh, um. Anyways, so that that'll be interesting. I haven't planned my sh- my teams yet. Solo's here telling me that he's planned his teams, so um, that's not awesome. <laughs> I did, and uh, that actually brings up, you know, one of the things about fleets being here is we're using a total of two less teams, one less offense team, one less defense team. But what that actually does is makes your defense that much stronger because you actually get to pull two teams off your defense and take one of your old offense teams and slip that one onto defense if you were using a strong offense. Um, Just because you don't need that many teams on offense. Like when I was planning last time what I did is I had nine offense teams eight defense teams now I only need eight offense teams and seven defense teams so by default my defense is already so much stronger than it was last time <laughs> uh, it's funny yeah you say you have nine offensive teams and I'm like my backup team I have I had like eight I had eight offensive teams and <laughs> and I had like Phoenix as my backup so it's like, don't don't screw this up, Zara, yeah, right? <laughs> or you will die. <laughs> it will not end well. Um, yeah, it's. I'm excited though. I, I always, I mean, Grand Arena. That's we we literally started a podcast about Grand Arena. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to be right. excited. Yeah, <laughs> feel justified. Um, so, uh, anyways, we're it's ships and we might see the finalizer there's there's a new capital ship and it is really strong on offense and who knows how it is on defense right well you know i you know best laid plans of mice and men i finally have the ability to take advantage of both my uh fleets and we get new fleets as well that 
you know, finalizer, there's videos, if you have it maxed out, of it beating negotiator teams. So, you know, there's a chance that all my plans are for naught because somebody has a strong finalizer team. That's true. You know, you might run into um, Arnold or Arnaldo, as as the Spaniards call him, apparently. <laughs> Someone told me that today. They, they call really? him well, because well, apparently his name comes up as like anal something, it, like um, so they all just call him Ar- Arnaldo. I, I, have no, I have no idea how true it is, but it, it made me laugh out loud when I read it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I I made a video about uh, the finalizer. One of my buddies, Bro Show, um, had all this footage. He's on our Discord server. Um, had you know, he has a seven star negotiator, and he's a, a finalizer, I should say. Um, yeah. And you know, so he and and a Max Fleet basically for him. So you know, he he gave me a ton of footage to show uh, finalizer just wrecking Max negotiators, and you know, it's cool. And then um, my my video got posted on um, Arnaldo's server. And then the next day he, he made a video that said he'd done a ton of research and now he, uh, you know, research and testing. And after a ton of testing, he, he discovered that using the exact same method that my friend Brosho had used, um, (laughs) you could actually beat the negotiator with finalizer. So nice. So yeah, you guys have lots of options to watch, watch that stuff. Um. Anyways, it, it it does look pretty strong and fun on offense, frankly. It it, it does. Um, it's going to be a while before I get to use that though, because I'm going resistance for the Galactic Legends, so I won't have the maxed out fleet. I am farming Hux now though. Um. So. Wise. One day. Yeah. One day. One day I'll get um, to use it. And speaking of farming, we have our week three or our third set, I should say, of uh, reveals on what teams or what characters to farm. And everyone is super happy about Rose <laughs> needing what? What does she need? Relic five. Yeah. Yep. And Holdo, like no one cares about Holdo needing Relic five because she has a capital ship, and she's probably going to end up being Relic seven if that ship is relevant. Right, yeah, um, yeah, and, then, and plus she's a, she's she is actually a decent tank too. I mean, she's not one of the best tanks in the game, but in a resistance team, especially since if you're going for this Galactic Legend, you're going to have two resistance teams. She is actually a decent tank to get uh, up that high. Yeah, I agree. Like. I've always liked the idea of having her geared and stuff. Like she just never, it was always like, okay, so if I, if I thought it through, I'm like, okay, I like her kit. I want, I I would love to have her, you know, on my roster or whatever. I'd love to have her geared. But if I carry that thought through, the question would be like, where does she actually go? If I'm trying to use her in territory wars or grand arena or what, like, I don't actually have a use for her and that's changed now. Yeah. You know, she's, she's good with fleet and she's good with, uh, you know, insert B team here, or she might end up being making the A team because we don't have a specific taunting tank other than Finn right now, original Finn. 
or potentially uh, Jedi Training Rey. Because don't forget, uh, the new tunes make her taunt. Right, yeah, new Finn does that. I think it's new Finn. Yeah. You were wise and just said tunes so that (laughs) you wouldn't look like a potential idiot like I did. (laughs) Uh, Good call. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, yeah, one of the new Resistance heroes um, makes her taunt. So, yeah, yeah, and that's exciting on its own. But uh, I think the biggest shock, though, the one that everyone's the most angry at, I know that there was some frothing rage over in the First Order Discord. Um, for First Order, for Ky- for Kylo, we need to farm, um, let's see, Hux. Oh, no, 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 it's not Hux yet. Uh, it's Special Forces uh, yep. TIE Fighter pilot. So he's, and he's like the one I had at gear seven so he's like gear 10 now for me um but then he's all we also have uh we also have red trooper or you call him red panda which is also amusing um so and that was no surprise we're gonna need our new uh our new characters of course and then the one that everyone is frothing angry angry just rage about is uh veteran han who is being made into resistance which is big news on its own but um, he's also light side, and he is someone that the Discord on, you know, the First Order Discord wanted nothing to do with. They, they are angry. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of asked for this, though. <laughs> and by, by saying that, what I mean is everybody loved the old Ben portion of the CLS event. Um, People wanted to replay it, told CG how much they love it. And this Vet Han one is basically going to be a replay of that event. My, that's my guess, at least. Uh, where, you know, you're going to play as Vet Han, and you're going to get him relic levels just to die. <laughs> but but it makes sense when you look at the lore. Like that, The whole reason I'm not complaining about this is because it legitimately makes sense um if you look at the lore and i didn't there's one tune that i tried to get ahead with before you know this event we even got any information that's bb8 (laughs) of course i'm looking (laughs) like a fool with that but you you shouldn't be mad just because you tried to get ahead of things and geared somebody up that you didn't want to because that's you're taking the guess there. You know, it, it's not like they hinted, oh, you're going to need every single one of the First Order. Um, so right. it was on you for getting ahead of their requirements. And, and frankly, a lot of people did predict it. I didn't give it much credence, but, um, you know, I was also like, maybe. I mean, we just don't know, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I thought maybe, well, I thought lots of things, but... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, and frankly, I will now be very surprised if Veteran Chewie isn't required for the Ray Farm. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm really... Where th- I got thrown for a loop, if you can call it that, is I, along with you know everybody else out there, thought that the first nine announcement, or the first nine tunes announced, were going to be tunes, and then the last four was just going to be the ships. But looking at it, it doesn't look like that's what it's going to be. Because if you look at Resistance, like you said, it wouldn't be surprising if Bet Chewie 
is in there. Um, there's no way they don't include new Poe. So right. he's going to have to be in there, which means or it's at not... the very least Finn, right? Well, Finn Finn was announced this last time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but okay, I'm done. There's there's no way they don't require new Poe. Like it just wouldn't make sense from a business perspective to not include him. So the question is, is it going to require ships at all? I think it's just going to require uh, the capital ship, is my guess. Uh, I, um, you know, I hope that's not the case, but it, it probably will be. I, I will be very surprised if it's not the capital ship, and that's going to be the panic farm because, you know, everyone's everyone's saying they hate panic farms, and yes, you can be as patient as you want. It's going to be a recurring event, but that's the one event like you actually have to pay for if you want these characters in the next like you know six months or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly it, it becomes a completely pay tune. Uh, there's no free to play way to get it. There's no, I mean, I guess you could have saved up your crystals to get it. Which I know a lot of free-to-play people who actually do have a seven-star finalizer or radis. So that, but but it's less likely, right? Like, I dislike using crystals to buy characters. I just prefer to farm them up and, you know, kind of survive until then, you know, until I get them farmed. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well. We'll see in two weeks what the these final requirements are going to be. And if it's going to require the seven-star Radis or Finalizer, I don't want to pay these crystals to get them there. <laughs> That's, you know, I will eventually. I'll sacrifice gearing other tunes to spend my daily crystals on refreshing these events, but I don't want to. Me either, uh, you know, but it is what it is. Um, you know, at, at least we have at least we had the ships available to unlock them. You know, so we we're sure. still working on them. And then, so far, it seems like once the event re you know reoccurs, then it immediately is it, like you can farm it up to max just using refreshes. Like you don't just get one refresh and then it costs more to refresh it again, and then eventually it just stops. Like. It's like, if you want to, you can just refresh it like 14 times and get 140 <laughs> or 140 extra shards. Right. Know? Yeah. Which is boring, I guess, but it's also cheaper than the dollar um, price that they're, you know, you can buy, you can literally just buy shards if you want, but that's, that's expensive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, I... I'll say I'll say one thing, and you know when Clash comes on, we'll talk about it more. But I am excited. I I am super excited for Veteran Han. Um, I've always liked his kit. I shouldn't say always. Our friend Cabbage always used to say he was great, and I was like, whatever, he sucks. <laughs> Mostly because he's you know gear eight, and I didn't want to bother having <laughs> have to bother gearing him. But uh, you know, after, once I finally did look at the the Veteran Han kit. I do like what he does, and once he's resistance, he is going to be bonkers good. Now, the, the catch is, and you guys need to be aware of, our listeners do. Uh, Solo is painfully aware because I was, uh, because of this story and that I I relayed to him. Um, I I got really excited because veteran Han is, uh, you know, 
had his new rework and you know he's gonna be he's resistance now and all this stuff he's required for first order and that's who i'm going for so i went in got him from gear eight put a zeta on him all the way got him all the way up to gear 12 threw some gear 12 pieces on him and uh and then i i, I searched by resistance and he wasn't there and i was like oh is this a bug and then i looked <laughs> i looked at the forums and they, they were like oh these changes will take place in a later update <laughs> so so now so so he's not resistance right now he's still just you know same old han which is fine like his kit is better uh with the update but it's still good now um but now i have him and his zeta hanging on my top 80 for matchmaking grand arena so <laughs> yes you do <laughs> so that's a, a joyful occasion for me um <laughs> but uh you know my own fault of course but you, our listeners would be advised to realize that the two veterans, while they will be good uh, eventually with resistance right now, throwing them into a Jedi training Ray team is just going to make me laugh. If you show me video footage <laughs> <laughs> and not the pleasant sort of laugh. <laughs> um, anyway, so that that's, we have that going on. I especially have it going on. Um, and uh, let's see, we also had the Q&A this week. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, I think probably the most useful or important thing that we got out of it is they did confirm that the order that you place the tunes in your team is important. Um, they did also point out that there are some of these mass assist calls that, or, you know, like the revive or savior type situations where it's not necessarily the order that you place the tunes. And they did say that you might want to go to a galactic war because they, we don't have a sandbox mode yet and play around with the tune order to um, see if it actually works the way you want it to. So, all those posts you see about people saying you should set up your team this way it is actually legit and you should actually put Jolie in the second spot, um, fives in the fifth slot, and then uh, the Geos give them a certain order. I think there was a Reddit post about bounty hunters should be in a certain order as well. Uh, troopers, where you place Stark matter. So... If you're looking for any sort of slight advantage, tune order could actually be important for some of these teams. <laughs> I, what I thought was funny about it, though, was you know, so so the t I do like it. Like you, you can put if, if you're shooting, if all your characters are shooting in a prescribed order based on where they're placed, you can get tenacity down on the first, or you know, you have one person calling the the mass assist. And then, you know, if, if the next person in line other than the leader goes and he has tenacity down on basic, then the rest of the other characters who have debuffs on the basic will uh, be able to place those debuffs no problem, regardless of potency. So I do really like that. Um, you know, Geonosians especially really like that. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I thought was funny, though, was... You know, someone asked him about that, like, oh, is this always the case? If you always put, uh, like, Geo Soldier, who has tenacity down on basic, if you put, if you always put him in the second slot, because he's not the leader, you put him in the second slot, 
will he always go first after they call the mass assist? And CG was like, um, there's like other factors there too. And we would advise you guys just to test it on your own if you would like to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because the problem is when you answer a very general question, you're going to get a general answer. And so because they weren't just talking about geos in specific they were talking about these types of situations and i imagine i was way too lazy to go through every kit in the game but i imagine that there's kits where mass assists they actually tell you in order of operations or something along those lines or it's set to you know, revive the weakest debuffed enemy or ally or something along those lines. Um, so I took that answer just as a read the kit. And if it doesn't say anything in the kit, then yeah, the order actually matters. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. And we'll see if I, I do like it. It's a, it's a level of minutia that I personally don't like. You know, I, I know that I kind of have the reputation as a an efficiency player and, and you so do you solo um you know and we, we like we like to have all the all our banners at the end of a match um you know and and you have we have to know our kits really well the enemy kits really well just to be able to predict what's going to happen the ebb and flow of the battle and, and so it, it's strange to say this but i don't like that level of micromanagement of, <laughs> on on this like i i don't like I, I, frankly i don't like the fact that fives has to be in the fifth slot even though it's like such a random like impossible um, thing that he's actually going to be affected by the huge bug that everyone's so afraid of um like at the same time i do it just because that that does make the most sense in that you know like 0.001 percent you know time that it does come in handy like it's nice to actually come out ahead in that um yeah I don't really like it that much. Yeah, or, well, I don't know. I, I take advantage of it. I've always had Jolie in the second spot um, for Savior because I kind of stumbled into that a long time ago, well over a year and a half ago now, uh, around the start of the Jedi Knight Revan kind of meta. Um, and I've always had Stark in the second slot too because I know he places defense down, so putting him in the second slot much like the geo turn order he shoots first puts defense down and then my r4 snowtrooper is hitting somebody with defense down as opposed to not um so i agree with you that it's just kind of one more headache to worry about but at the same point it's a headache that we have and you know we have to take advantage of it with it there Oh, I, and I agree. I, mostly, I'm probably just resisting change. I'm like, <laughs> now, there's another thing that's going to actually give me an advantage if I pay attention to it. You know, right. the, the question is, how many more things like this are out there? You said you picked up on it like a year ago. or I don't know if you said a year. Um, you said you picked up on it a while ago, though. And, you know, it, that's that's cool. You You didn't tell anyone. And there are you know, like you benefited from it for a long time. How many things like that are out there that are just screwing me right now that I have no <laughs> idea about? Well, 
what you don't know about can't hurt you. So, <laughs> that's so hopefully true. nothing. Um, you know, I, I think that's just kind of the problem with coding these games in general is I guess they could have set it up for, ran, you know, just have the people pulled at random times. Um, but it makes sense not to at the same time. So who knows what else is out there like that. I'm sure somebody much better than I at this whole thing can go in and figure it out. I just, I personally cannot. Or <laughs> I should say I won't. Well, yeah, like your ego or my ego, you know, both of our egos wouldn't wouldn't allow us to be able to admit we can't do something, <laughs> even yeah, when we can't. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we, we choose not to. Um, all right. So other things in the Q&A and we'll, we'll have to just kind of rattle these off. Um, let's see. There was another art section. So there was that. Um, there was... Uh, sandbox quest. Someone asked a question about the sandbox, and I think this is actually or sandbox mode, I should say. Um, so I, I think that you know, a sandbox mode would be great. You'd be able to test all the things, uh, all the different comps and counters and everything. Um, so in the questions, the in the question comment section, like the devs answered a, a few random questions there and didn't post them above uh, where all the Q and A questions live. Um, and one of them was, "What? why aren't you making a sandbox? And that's been a hot topic forever. Everyone wants a sandbox. I want a sandbox. Everyone wants one. Um, and that what they said was interesting. They said they're working on a new PvE uh, game mode. And the PvE game mode will like help us springboard into having an, uh, a sandbox. Yeah, which, I mean, that's potentially fantastic. And I think they did clarify... It's not just extra levels on assault battles that make you spend hours to try and get a little bit of salvage. Um, it is a legitimately new mode. So that is that is actually something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be vehicles. They said at one point they're making a vehicles mode. Uh, God, I hope not. Let's have a third arena, guys. So the people with alts can have six arena climbs every day. Oh, just, not even that. Just three arena climbs is enough. I, I know. I, just, like, you know. <laughs> uh, I was just showing off my math skills. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's quality math. Quality math right there. Um, yeah. But listen, if fleets kind of came in with a dud... And if they brought in vehicles, that's just going to come in with a dud as well. Because there's no way that they can make a solid game mode that everybody can take part in right away. Like It's just not possible. So please don't do that to us. <laughs> we will see. They're, they're also yeah. making a ton of infrastructure changes so that they can create deep and meaningful new content constantly. So... You know, they said that a lot during this Q&A. They've said it a lot in past ones. That's clearly what they're working on because they are not they're not putting anything else out other than uh, basically reskinned uh, assault battles, if that's what they're called. Yeah, and I hope they do because two reasons. Um, 
one, because anything that will help them get out new content faster is worth the investment. Two, it means that they are putting forth an investment this late into the game, which means they truly do expect it to hang around. Uh, And I am all for both of those things. Absolutely agree there. Um, And then you pointed out, Solo, there's... uh... You know, someone asked, like, hey, when are we going to have these Grand Arena themes back? You know, we do all these stupid feats, and sometimes we get pictures of our favorite characters. And first they said they're not allowed to make any of Princess Leia, which is strange, and I don't really care. Um, Sorry (laughs) for those of you who want those, but I I could care less or something. Um, But then they also said they don't have any plans to actually revisit any of these themes and have us earn the portraits. So, like... If you want a portrait real bad, you have to make an evaluation of like, is it worth uh, not making Kyber in order to make this this feat? <laughs> right. And going back and thinking about it actually makes sense because Grand Arena, when you factor in the off week, is a five-week event. And so if you do one faction per Grand Arena, it makes sense that they're not going to cycle back anytime soon. You know, maybe 18 months from now. Um, but there's a lot of factions that they can do these themes on that if they just started repeating them, that would get boring because they don't need to. So, I I, I mean, I get, I get why they're not coming back. It would be nice to be able to get the portraits. I'm not a collector, but I know a bunch of people that are, especially in this game, and they would love the chance. But, um, I mean, I... I'm not going to complain if it means that every time is going to be something new. Yeah, uh, it agreed that it'll, I guess it's fine. I wish they'd use the word exclusive, honestly, because <laughs> yeah, they, they, they said seasonal. So I was like, oh, it'll just cycle back. Like maybe not in four seasons, but you know, like, you know, it in a year or so, maybe we can re earn them. And I don't care about that bling that much. I care about it. My, the ability for it to say Kyber and I don't even right. use that as my bling, but like that, that's what I care about. I care about the status ones. This one is like, Oh, Hey, you did some random thing in grand arena that may or may <laughs> not have cost you everything. Right. You know, it's like I needed, I wanted Palpatine on defense, but I needed to use him and get a win with him or get a kill with him. And therefore I, you know, forfeited my whole chances of, of, of qualifying for Kyber. I don't know. Um, Though, Anyways. I, will, I will say, oh, yeah. last thing about the portraits, in my one arena shard, uh, it's on my alt, actually, the one person in the shard said that they were disappointed they didn't get the Sidious one last time. And next thing you know, the entire top ten had the Sidious except for him. So <laughs> they are kind of fun when you can do something like that. You know, torture <laughs> a person. Um Right but, when they're used when they're used for uh, the pain of others, exactly. then I agree. Like they, they're a necess- the necessity. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a Sidious portrait. It had to be for the pain of others. <laughs> That's um, true. It's it, it's in theme. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I really don't care about the portraits. I know a lot of people do care about those things in games, so I'm glad that they added them to give the people that do care something. But um. Again, like you said, I'm not going to cost myself Kyber to get any of them. Agreed, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe to get the feat, if it's huge enough, uh, points-wise, maybe. Sure, but... yeah, if the feat is potentially going to help me get into Kyber, that's different. But um, 
just a portrait. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm like, if I want to see what Finn looks like, I'll just Google Finn Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care yeah. about having that as my bling. Right. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next section, and uh, we're lucky enough to have the head of the Scoundrel Discord with us, Clash. Uh, welcome to the podcast, and uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do in-game? Well, first of all, thank you both for uh, inviting me, and thank you for having me. I, I just started listening to uh, the podcast myself, and I've got a few people on my server that have uh, been been pointing out the awesomeness of your podcast. Of course, I've followed the the spreadsheet and all the other cool stuff you did but the podcast is actually uh pretty awesome and uh it's something nice for me to listen to and on my way to work in the morning so thank you for inviting me and i appreciate what you guys are doing here thank um, you yeah um, so 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 yes i i run the uh scoundrel server and uh i, I took over it gosh about a year and a half ago um it was about 300 people or so that that were there um and it came just because i, I think kind of like you so I'd, I'd gotten really you know obsessed with the prepared uh faction and all of that all of that cool stuff that had come out of the the solo movie um and you know there was just nowhere to like talk to other people that were nerd, nerding out about it so i joined the scoundrel server and again there was like no one there and and then once i realized that no one was really talking i thought well I guess I'm just going to have to do this myself. <laughs> and so, and so uh, what, what ended up happening um, was, you know, I started studying the kits and doing all the theory crafting that I normally do, which, which is the passion for me in the game. Um, and eventually people were, you know, like, Hey, like, would you mind just like making a video, like showing what you're talking about? And so, you know, about a year ago, I started making these videos called whiteboards with clash and, and they're very simple little videos that I was recording on my iPad that um you know kind of walk through some of the the mechanics of the the game and all the the modding and stuff like that and people really seem to like it so um i kind of kept it going from there and now the server's over about 2600 and it's uh it's going pretty well so i'm i'm super happy that it uh that there are other scoundrel lovers out there like me you know, of all the random, uh, you know, discords for Galaxy of Heroes that are out there, I feel like the Scoundrels one being one of the most vibrant is, um, uh, it's just kind of funny to me. Like, <laughs> it seems like other factions that were that are perhaps more played or prevalent in the meta would be, uh, you know, have a bigger following. But you, you really turned that Discord server into uh, something really special. Well, thanks. I, uh, I. I... It, you know the the scoundrels have something that most of the you know meta teams really don't is that they're they're not vanilla you know there's so many there's 30 different characters in the faction and there's so many different things you can do with them between the bounty hunters and the prepared crew and you know some of the even more random ones like the vets like we're sure we're going to talk about in a little bit and oh, yeah. the morian guard and and uh you know and then even the the rebel synergy that they've got with han and chewie so there's just there's so many cool things that uh, that they offer. It's really a sort of a thinking person's faction in general. Um, whereas, you know, Sith Empire. I'm not saying Sith don't have cool things that go on, but they're they're much smaller. They pretty much have you know one or two tricks, and that's pretty much it. Right. So I I I think there's um there's just a lot more cool stuff that you can do. And then of course, as you know, we've got we've got some cool bots in there. We've got you know I think a pretty good setup for just having good conversations and dialogue which is which is the hard thing to do right you have to have someone that manages that and someone that helps that and i've got a good 
group of people that really helped me pull all this together. It's not just a one man show. So that's, uh, that's really half the battle, honestly. Yeah. And it's, it is really well run. Um, and there, there will absolutely be a link to the discord server, uh, as well as clashes, YouTube channel, um, in the video or, or rather the, uh, show description for this podcast. So guys go check him out. Uh, you know, and we'll talk more about his YouTube's, uh, shenanigans in a little bit, but, uh, you know, give him a subscribe, you know, if, if, if you can, it's, it's, uh, you will absolutely benefit from it. There's, I know that recently uh, someone on your Discord clash, uh, you know, on your server was saying like, oh, man, I th- you know, I think uh, Zareth must have a man crush on clash because he's always you know, <laughs> talking about talking about all of his stuff. And, uh, you know, that. Yeah, I, I do. I buddy, do. Tend... My buddy Davi, he's awesome. He, that <laughs> I guy, tend... loves, that guy loves, it. loves you guys, too. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, you've got a lot of really cool stuff, and um, whereas I I won't always follow you blindly into the Relic Seven madness <laughs> that transpires. It's fun <laughs> to know, watch, right? I, I usually want to. You know? <laughs> that, that that that's half the battle, and you know, honestly, you know, I was talking about that with uh, who was it? Oh, it was a uh, Cubs fan Han t- uh, today. Actually, we were talking about it, and he was, uh, you know, he was like, you know, your your videos are cool, but. Most of the time, it's just like, oh, that's something I'll never do, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're finally, I think I've got a couple now that, you know, there's there's some viability to it and there's some, you know, general, uh, you know, benefit to the craft versus, you know, for instance, like the SWAT team. That was a great team and I, I love that team. It's just, you have to be really all in on scoundrels and not many people were. So um, that's that's all good and well. And now I've got something that maybe more people are, are used to and good with. So I'll take it. So let's let's talk about the new hotness uh, while we're on that topic. Like, so you have a pretty viable team, and it, Solo and I talked about it last week a little bit. But um, you know, hearing it from the author uh, himself would be great. You have the end of the Skywalker meta is the name of your video. Yeah, well, it feels like there was never really a beginning to it because it's it's always <laughs> felt like it has. Versus, you know, Darth Revan, I think that one took a little bit longer to figure out how to get through or. Maybe took some new characters. Um, this one seemed like it never, you know, was really a super strong defensive team. Um, and and it, just to just to prove that uh, and and to win, I think a little bit of a mini bet that I had on the side, I actually was able to beat it with a vet Han and a vet smuggler at some point. I, I'll maybe I'll send you guys those those unlisted videos that I have of it. But um, the the when you say the author, uh, I, and I said this at any time I have this conversation. Uh, theory crafting is a is a group activity, and it's never one person's idea. This is, but but if this is going to be one person's idea, this is Vago. He's my he's my admin on my on my server. Someone that I have worked. He's been there with me since the beginning. He also is like the other person on the modding Discord. If you guys ever go there, where there's different faction, you know, pros or experts or whatever you want to call it, he's my he's it's me and him on that server as well that that talk through all the the scoundrel stuff. So this one was his. He came to me in the middle of the night, and if you watch the video, it, it actually scrolls through his uh, his DM to me on Discord at 1 a.m. or whatever it was, uh, saying like, "Hey, man, I I need to I need to talk this with you." I'm like, "Man, I'm really I'm about to go to sleep. I don't think I can." He's like, "No, no, no, we can beat Gas with a Stormtrooper Han lead." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> let's 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 continue." Uh, and and you know we 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 worked it out that I um. And this is shameful of me, but 
you know, I gave it a go. I remodded a whole bunch of stuff. I got guard on Stormtrooper Han, and and we'll go through the craft here in a second. But I was like, oh man, like it's not working. It's it, and it was mainly because I wasn't playing the mechanics right. But he was like, we'll try this one time. I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta go. I'll, I'll get back to it. And then like five days later, he of course publicly shames me and's like, hey. Remember that awesome craft we were working on that you completely abandoned? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So, so I then I went, I got back into it, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. I, I, as soon as as soon as it worked, it's one of those things where you see it and you're like, okay, this is this is really good, and it's it's so simple. It's the the craft is so elegant, and he did such a good job of working it out with me that I could I could take credit and and you know I just wouldn't sleep well at night because this isn't this one is his. This one's definitely not mine. I just had the the characters to do it with. Well, that's fair. So what's the team? So, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Um, Stormtrooper Han lead. The important thing is that obviously he needs to be guarded. Uh, he's got CLS. I'm sorry. He's got Han, Chewie, uh, Vandor, Chewbacca, and Watt Tambor with him. He has to be guarded by Chewbacca, meaning that you've got to have higher total hit points on both Watt and Vandor Chewbacca. And basically what ends up happening, once you get through the, the progression, which is pretty predictable, um, you, you end up having an, an, an impenetrable tank at the, at the helm that's got a, a taunt that can't be removed, uh, essentially because he never loses protection. And he has five different ways to regain protection Uh it's Watt in his special Watt and the tank tech uh, guard. He gets it from Vandor Chewbacca and he gets it from uh, what's the fifth one I'm missing. Vandor, Watt, Watt special guard. Oh, and his Zeta. Sorry. There you go. His Zeta is also uh, really important because um, it ensures that he never uh, gets hit uh, without protection, which is, which is nice. And being guarded, he can't be dazed. And, you know, they do a lot more damage if the character's dazed. Uh, so all in, it makes just a really tanky squad against the General Skywalker. But it doesn't uh, gimp you on the damage because you've got both Han and Chewie in there be- that are able to get through, uh, you know. In fact, the, the reason I like it so much is that I've actually won where I've had with five players standing where he went or where General Skywalker went undercover four times. Like normally wow. you're not getting past the second one, <laughs> but he went under four times. Cause I was, I was slow playing it a little bit to try to get more protection, but yeah, it's a very, very good comp for trying to get uh, a lot more banners out of your grand arena. If you're trying to counter gas on defense. So, uh, you know, the question is, and you know, I know that speaking for myself and probably a lot of our listeners, uh, it's not a very common thing to have a relic, uh, anything Vander Chewbacca. What do you, what would you say is like the minimum threshold for Vander to be able to actually work? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And, and it really kind of depends on the modding of the general Skywalker on the other side. I, uh, I linked in my video in the description the one from End All Be All. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah, and I, I, he, he pulled it off against the Fully Relic 7 with a Gear 12 Vandor Chewbacca in his. Yeah. So, so he had a Relic 3 Stormtrooper Han, and he had a Gear 12 Vandor Chewbacca. And, I mean, he, he did it twice in that video, uh, and he feels really confident that 
he can keep doing it as long as the speed isn't so high on Rex and General Skywalker that you don't get a chance to to get all of the the techs out there with what you know uh, and you know nothing at all against Endal he's a good friend um he he's uh, sometimes i wonder if his comps succeed just through the like power of belief <laughs> <laughs> you know because oh, yeah. So some of them, I'm like that. That can't possibly work. And then I'll try to replicate it. I'm like, no, it didn't work for him. Like sixty banners. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. I think he has definitely some sort of mystical like influence on the game with just his like his determination and belief. I would I would agree with that. Seriously, like it's like he has his own uh, like special buff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. T- I mean, so again, if you're going through against one that has like your sort of mid relic level uh, clones, like three to five, somewhere in there. Um, I still think gear 12.4, gear 12.5 is is doable with Vandor. Again, assuming you've got the mods, right? Mods obviously are really important. Uh, T-Money from Operation Metaverse, she did it with the gear 12 uh, Vandor before she she reliced them. So I, I know it can be done. Um, I just, this is the the... the, the the problem I have, I don't have a, an account with, <laughs> with low gear scoundrels, so I never get to test anything for 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 everyone else. <laughs> right. So I kind of take it from a you know for what it's worth. They 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 both did it. I've seen it from other people. Um, but yes, if you're gonna like try to like really maximize and 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 do it right and, and give yourself a much higher win rate, gear thirteen on Vandor is awesome. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've quoted you a few times on this podcast saying, you know, you, you think that one, you know, if you do get Vander to gear 13, he needs to be immediately relic four, I believe. Yeah. Well, that that's, that's all about the, the mechanic that restores his protection. Right. Um, I don't know if we've, we've talked about that, you know, but on discord or whatever, but in general, uh, his his number one ability is his ability to recover protection, and to get himself prepared. Um, you know, you you want your you want your protection super low and your health really really high, and the number of attacks it takes to get you from zero protection to full protection, um, actually goes up whenever you hit whenever you cross that threshold from gear 12.5 to gear 13 and it doesn't go back down to a break even point until relic four um at least at least from the way i was running him and the way i had him modded so um yeah you 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 definitely in this comp it doesn't matter as much because he doesn't use his zeta right like the zeta doesn't matter uh because no no one's going to get revived anyway and so you you feasibly could get, just do like a you know a gear thirteen or do a relic one if you wanted to, um, but it's it, for if you're going to use them in any other way, right? On other scoundrel teams, relic four is where you'd probably want to get them to. That's a sweet spot. Yeah, fair enough. I was just impressing solo with my math skills earlier. In the, uh, in the <laughs> oh, <show. nice>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. So. Yeah, it's good that you can also impress him with your math skills. <laughs> I'm also impressed. <laughs> um, so, guys, you know, this this counter is legit. It's really strong. Uh, go watch Clash's video if you want more. Uh, he'll, he'll fill you in. So, 
uh, really good stuff there. And, um, you know, we, we could probably talk about that counter uh, this whole episode, but let's let's actually move on to, uh, you know, veteran Han. He's kind of the a discussion point these days because he's required for first order. And uh, despite the rage of all the different first order people who want nothing to do with veteran Han, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're all going to end up with this random relic five relic three so you know he's gonna have relics uh, veteran han and i've always liked his kit uh, or for a while anyways um but i don't know where he goes where where should where should we put him clash what's a good place well it's all it's all changed now right with uh with the resistance tag that that he's getting um I, I am I'm feverishly working on some some theory crafting with him, uh, and of course his uh, his compadre vet uh, Chewy. But before the vet or the resistance tag, I was running him usually under a Kira lead. Sometimes I'd run him under a Clone Wars Chewy lead with L three and Vandor with both of those just in the back. Um, mainly because <laughs> mainly because all five of them are Relic Seven, and no one wants to touch that with a. 10 foot pole so it's a it's a it's a really disgusting like back wall thing to to come up against when you're like what 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 am i supposed to do right uh you know and and a lot of people the where where they get themselves you know tripped up is they they forget that he is just super tanky he can he can you know take a lot of damage especially if you're laying down debuffs the more debuffs the more tanky he gets um, I did a I did a video on him, oh gosh, probably back in October, where I had the bugs. I was going, I was using him against the bugs, and they were hitting him for like 120 a piece. <laughs> it was it was disgusting. Um, and so so he's got a unique kit. He's got a cool. He had a cool place there, but I'm thinking now. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited to use him under a Finn lead. Finn w- bringing giving them 60% offense, defense, and potency is going to be just absolute insanity. And, and the fact that he's a tank and he taunts, and if he gets, if he takes damage, they both increase their critical uh, damage every time he takes damage. And if he dies, they both take an extra turn after the turn they just took. Um, I, I think, I think Finn, Finn could be a really good leader for them better than JTR because she's an evasion tank and she's constantly, she's not taking as much damage. She doesn't taunt, you know, unless you've got, you know, whatever that, that new Poe is or whoever it is that forces taunt on, on another uh, resistance tank. So um, outside of using Watt or something like that to force a taunt, I think Finn is a really good option. Yeah. I actually, when I read this kit, I, um, I took it as a hint that old Finn is not going to be in the new resistance team mainly because exactly what you said it just sounds like he fits with these two vets very well yeah yeah um, i agree i i i, I love that yeah he, he's it's gonna be really fun I, I think that the addition of these two makes it pretty probable we're gonna have an actual actually strong uh second resistance team that we can actually viably use you know people talk about taking like two bounty hunter teams for instance and Mm -hmm. you know like one is absolutely uh relevant at least in grand arena uh these days (laughs) Uh, a a second one like it's questionable you need some high relics 
with those. Yeah, I agree. Now, so 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 Finn and the two vets. Who would you put as the other two? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I guess it really depends on new JTR or new Ray, I should say, and how that team shakes up. But I'd want RT just because of the spell to get around whatever tank. And then other than that, hmm. What do you think, Clash? Yeah. I, I'm still working it out. <laughs> That's good. So I asked you guys. You guys are just as good at this stuff as I I, I think if, if you wanted to put it on defense, I'd put a, a, a super fast Poe in there with him to 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 give you know to proc all the exposes if you've got the zeta leader on on finn of course proc all those exposes and then probably r2 right um just because he's going to be giving them a lot more buffs he can smoke screen on finn and and make him the primary target he can obviously everyone can dispel um he, he he adds a lot more offense and all those other good stats and of course he can he can I, th- I think he's just a really good plug and play for something like that. If you didn't use him, maybe you use C3PO or something like that. But RT could be a good option as well because uh, I wasn't even thinking about the, uh, the the taunt aspect there. But yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, and I uh, I think that it you know typically I know that the the Trinity the the uh, you know the trio so to speak of Jedi training Ray is always uh, BB-8 with R2. Um, mm-hmm. You know we're going to see some interesting things. I doubt that that's going to actually uh, last once once we have Ray three. Um, but the I, I think that you know the the thing I I keep thinking is you know right now I'm using three PO with uh, my Commander Luke team to counter uh, General Skywalker. You know you I need that. Uh, once I start, once I transition into, you know, the the clash style uh, slaying of General Skywalker, I, you know, I don't need three PO there, and I'm already used to not having three PO with Padme. Sometimes I'll want him there, um, you know, if I need to counter Darth Revan or something. But um, otherwise, like three PO is kind of wide open, and you know, you look at the the Finn uh, leadership, and you know he's got his Zeta that everyone uh, got refunded, and most people didn't reapply, but yep. it does have it does have the expose, uh, you know, synergies, and I, I I don't know, it seems like maybe three PO could go well with that team. Yeah, I mean he 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 would give. I mean if you took out the other tank, if you did both R two and three PO or something like that his his where where his resistance synergy gives what is it critical damage um it gives something yeah i think <laughs> i think it's critical damage rebels it gives expose and galactic republic it gives armor penetration if i'm just remembering off the top yeah um, resistance is, is crit damage i just looked yeah okay so crit, crit damage is awesome obviously for them um but but the the expose would still happen on basic for him and R two uh, since they're both also rebels, um, which isn't which isn't too bad. Um, Finn gets a uh, expose on his special, and I don't think either one of them get exposed on any of their abilities. But yeah, if you're going to use that Zeta, I think you got to find a way to, to to make sure the exposes are are, are coming. Um, and so maybe it is you know uh, a Poe. And a three PO, uh, even though he he'd only be giving expose on on his basic, he would still 
give all that crit damage, which is which is really nice. Which and, and maybe it's a more finesse team that you need to take on offense, honestly, mm-hmm. to be able to counter some stuff. Uh, so, you know, just to tie into that, you know, you keep talking about uh, Han and Chewie, and I assume that they're tied. I, I'm no great scholar on these things of, of the veterans. I know mm-hmm. that I got them to gear eight and moved on. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Like you know. everyone else. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you get your bachelor's degree in whatever random thing, you know, you you get your <laughs> veterans up to gear eight and move on. Um, right. You know, <laughs> like that, that's just considered standard. Uh, and uh, so I, you always assume that they're tied together. And is that is that the case? Like, do they are they just going to be a lot stronger together than, you know, kind of, it, you know, putting Han on one team and Chewie somewhere else like what options exist? Yeah, I, I mean, their, their synergy is pretty strong, right? Um, with with them expanding that synergy out to a a resistance leader, uh, I think you could get away with splitting them up, but I, I probably, I just don't think you'd want to, right? Because it, they 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 feed off each other so well it's almost like kind of a mission zalbar situation where yeah you could you could break them up if you wanted to um and there are viable ways you can do that you know for certain situations but for the most part i think you're going to want to keep them together because um they they just they just give each other so much in terms of additional damage and you know the the when one dies the other one gets to go again and and really that that can that can wreck your world watching a uh, an angry vet hunt or vet chewy uh, go after one of their allies dies. My my vet my vet Chewy. I think my record so far is is 350k uh, damage in one hit. So dude dude can dude dude can lay down some damage. <laughs> so I I I would say you're you're probably better off just keeping them together at this point. Cool, and that that would be my inclination. That that makes it easier. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the veterans. I'm pretty sure vet, veteran Chewy is going to be required a required farm for mm-hmm. uh, Ray. Is my guess. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> well, it makes it easier. Um, <laughs> one less for me. Well, you know, and this ties into one of the questions um, I have a little farther down on the list. But you know, like you you suddenly have uh, immediately uh, like one of the key pieces to unlocking uh, Kylo (laughs) three. And uh, it's been well established that you hate first order, which (sighs) is really unfortunate in my opinion, but (laughs) you know, all, all personal uh, judgment aside, I'm just curious, why do you hate first order? Um, Let me me put it to you this way. You ever, you ever had a, uh, you ever had like an ice cream cone on a on a super hot day, you know, and and you're 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 about to take that first like delicious bite, and someone comes like bangs into you and knocks it off, and like then it's on the ground and like, like, and they look at you like it's your fault, you know, <laughs> you know that feeling like when you're like yeah. you just want to ball your fist up and like that's how I feel about them and like. I don't know if I need to see a therapist about it or something, but uh, it comes from within. Like, there's no real good reason for it. I just hate, I hate unconditionally the first order faction. Um, but it feels good. It feels good to hate that much. Just one thing, though. You know, not everything. Just one thing. So, 
That's good. Yeah. Let the hate flow. <laughs> does that does that does that give you? I mean, again, it doesn't give you a good reason, but does that help you at least visualize the and give you some context? It gives me some insight as to what uh, Solo goes through when we have to do three v three Grand Arena. That's, yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I love three v three. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. But for Solo's sake, we can move on. We'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do hope you get over that irrational hatred because they're they're an exciting, interesting team, and they've got a lot of good internal synergies that seems like a theory crafter like you would have uh, a lot of fun with. Oh, I'm sure I would if I didn't hate them. <laughs> Maybe you could, you know, like you could mess around with Sith plus the Red Trooper or something, you know, just try to ease into it. Mm, yeah, you know, good old Maurice tried to get me to do that one time, and. Uh... I think we got into a, like an actual yelling argument on one of his streams. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, it was funny. I was I was kind of drunk at that point of the stream, so it was it was kind of more my fault. I got I got a little aggressive. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> I have to see if I can pull that out. Um, all right, so. Uh, there's all these different feats uh, that that we're going to have to accomplish. You know that this Grand Arena season is all about scoundrel feats, and a lot of them seem doable. But I never put I never use Kira on offense really. And three v three absolutely took her with Nest to you know get my get my 62, 63 banners. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but uh, in five v five, what? What are you doing with Kira? Like we have to win with Kira. How how do you do it, and how do you do it efficiently enough to be able to still, you know, win? If you're getting forty-seven banners, that's a win technically, but you know, mm -hmm. it's pretty painful. How do you get sixty? Yeah, so I mean, there, there there's two that I'm thinking of right now that kind of use her kit, right? The 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 one that specifically calls her out is the Dawn's Crimson Light, All right? That's her and Maul, right? Is that the is that you guys remember that one? Yep. Sure, we have to do that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the win a grand arena battle using both Darth Maul and Kira. <laughs> well, I I think this was actually pretty simple, right? Because you're you're essentially you would you would run it like you would run Nest and Kira or Nest Kira Hoda, but you're just throwing in your Darth Maul. Like it's not gonna get you uh a lot of it's not gonna help you with banners, but you, you can definitely do that. If you want it you want to potentially try to save some banners you can add you know maybe a vandor or maybe an l3 in there um you know and just and just pick the right team to to, to counter but uh you know it's it's going to have the same gameplay is if you're using a nest as your as your primary tar as your primary attacker and so you know it really won't work down or up in some of the higher echelon but for you know the target options of like Rogue One, Ewoks, Phoenix, things like that, some, some crappy rebels, really that 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 should be a pretty easy win and an easy win with with decent banners. The only one that you can't regenerate protection on there, of course, is Maul. Um, the 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 ones that get a little bit harder and a little bit trickier are are things like Bastila Lead Jedi. If you see those on defense, that can that can still take out a Bastila Lead, no problem. And uh, and again, if you've got l3 or l3 and vc in there um just make sure that you you keep your um your vandor prepared in case you know 
L3 or Kira dies, he'll, he'll revive. Um, and then, and then the one that's the most challenging, and this one would take a little practice, and this one definitely isn't one you would want to be concerned with for banners, but just getting a win is Padme, right? Padme can be taken out with a with a strong nest with Kira and Hermit Yoda um, if you're if you're trying to get really fancy and get good banners. You would do Kira, Nest, Hoda, Watt, and then throw them all there at the end. And again, he's going to die, but at least you know you're going to you're going to get a good you're going to win against Padme. And uh, and Ness is going to do a majority of the work. So that's one that's one option. What are you What are y'all's thoughts on that? Uh, what I'm curious, like, how, how would they do against like a bounty hunter team with Django lead, for instance? Django lead, I would. Django lead would be tough. Bosk lead is doable for sure, though. Okay, and, and, and nest nest is the necessary element here, though. Yeah, you yeah you'd want nest in there, and and the only the only bounty hunter you'd want to really super avoid in that is um, is eighty eight. Uh, eighty eight, of course, as you as you probably know, his payout gets gives him stacking tenacity down, like every time he crits or something like which which oh, sucks. Geez. Yeah, so it's like not good for nest in that situation. Um, and then, of course, you just gotta be careful around Boba and Django because they can. Django's got the Zeta; they can they can kill you, and Vandor can't work to revive, right? So, um, that that's a, that's the only way you gotta be a little bit more more careful. So, now if you if you've got like the other another option, of course, is if you've got Kira Zeta and you wanna you know want to put her as a secondary, not the leader, in something like a, a CLS Maul. You know Han, Chewie, Old Ben, I guess, or so, you know some other comp like that. Um, she's going to give that potency and critical damage to you know Han and Chewbacca, which is nice and and still helps. And she's got you know a decent kit outside of that with an AOE dispel and you know mass TMR and all that stuff. So it's she. You could also look at it like that. You don't have to think of her as the leader. You could also put her on a on a secondary team with. CLS Han and Chewie, in my opinion. That's true. That, that's a good point. And, and we're, um, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of comps with uh, using similar things. Um, I'm actually excited. We're going to have uh, Commander Luke available if we actually start using your counter, you know, the, with the Stormtrooper Han lead. Heck yeah, freeze um, that up. Yeah, it, well, so that, that actually... Um, and this is kind of circling back around, but, um, you know, it, what kind of things are you thinking about for your Commander Luke? You know, like we, we've thought like, oh, yeah, there's a few rebels that could go well with him, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if he's cut free from the CLS trio, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like what we're like, oh, yeah, he, he could go with Ezra. And then we kind of stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, so that, that, that has been a, a, a healthy debate as of as of late um and I, I i still think you know depending on what you're doing with your jtr you know obviously r2 is is nice um the 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 the, the sneaky one if if you guys have ever seen it uh if, if you can put cls r2 maybe like captain han another rebel and like nest on a team uh, and get and get your nest up to have the highest combined hit points and have R two fast enough to where you you know it's it they basically force you to attack unless you've got an AOE dispel they force you to attack nest at first which 
it's not fun for anyone. Uh, that's a real, that's a really, that's a really painful counter to try to get through. Um, but if you're not doing anything kitschy like that, or you, you probably, I, I'm a big fan just probably cause he's a scoundrel of captain Han with CLS because he gets so much TMR, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. He gets so much turn meter on his own, right? From his basic and from uh, from the the CLS lead. I think you, sure. you, you could still put him in there. Yeah, you could do Ezra. You know, maybe throw your old Ben in there um, and one other. But I I think he's still a very viable option in there, and it makes the it makes the counter a lot more tricky because you've got to deal with someone that can revive and you know does a lot of good support work. What do you guys think? That's <laughs> yes to what you said, um, <laughs> <laughs> except for uh, the team I was kind of thinking about was basically just a CLS old Ben chopper. Um, then Ezra plus one essentially, mm. uh, yeah. and just kind of run something like that. Uh, I don't know how strong it would be. I don't know who I would beat with it. But the pieces there all kind of make sense. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, actually, that 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 brings a good point. If you're going to break up your Phoenix, I think if you put someone like a Captain Han and a Zeb in there, uh, two two uh, basic days, and and of course Zeb, whenever he attacks someone that's already dazed or staggered, he stuns them, and all of them are counterattacking. Uh, that that could be a really tricky. Uh, fun squad. I've used I've used Zeb in with a CLS on defense before, and that's worked really well because people forget that he's a, he's pretty hard to take down. He hits really hard, and he's got that days on basic, which pairs really well with the the Captain Han. Oh, that's some good insight. Yeah, if you're going to break up your Phoenix, which it's not know, a problem. Solo for me. doesn't care. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't want to do that always. I like I like my Phoenix, but uh, that that that's actually a pretty interesting uh, idea there. Uh, so one thing that I've I've keep thinking, I, for some reason, I I've, I watched a video clip recently of, um, uh, I, actually I've, I've watched a few of them, but of of seeing like Fulcrum Ahsoka just demolishing various things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the most recent one was uh, someone showed her, you know, in the, the super easy Night Sisters uh, mission where you have to kill the spirit altar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like she just goes in and like, one shots it. And <laughs> I've always I've always liked that. Have you given much thought to Fulcrum at all? I have. Uh, Fulcrum is like she she's in this like narrow band of characters that I like that I could just never get myself to love. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll include someone like K2 in there, right? Where I, I, I see the kit and I like what it does and I like him, but I just can't ever give myself the courage to put a Zeta on her or him or take him to gear 13. So, um, I do have her gear 12. I, I like what she does, but you know, it's, it's limiting factor. If, if, if they just changed her special to include not just unique buffs, all buffs right so all the ones that get stacked oh man that now you're talking about real one-shot potential um that would that would that would make me a convert or if they just gave her a phoenix tech like she deserves <laughs> fair uh, i know uh, maybe it's the season 
of giving lost tags to people. Like, like right. Thesis Mar finally gets to be a Jedi, <laughs> you know, or a Sith. Oh yeah. Well, and, I was thinking, who who would you who would you put on Ugnot? What does he even have? He has does nothing. He, have <laughs> he has no faction. <laughs> well, based on the one Rebels episode where the Ugnots were helping Hondo, he would get a scoundrel. I would think so. Yeah. Well, and they're trying to they're trying to do this shady business where it's like some unidentified droid. They're like, well, let's just smelt him and get get some profit <laughs> in episode five. You know, yeah. like they're kind of <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, I mean, my uh, my Thugnot is Relic Three, and I would love to get him up to Relic Seven if they gave him a faction tag of any any kind, except for First Order. <laughs> All right, so pop quiz then. What what does what does Ugnot do? What's his kit? No looking. But <laughs> let's see. What do you what do you want to know? He's anti-droid. He 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 hits defense down on droids. He does double damage on his basic. <clears throat> his special is an AOE uh, stun on droids. And his unique basically gives him like evasion per droid enemy. Nice. Is that close? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's off the top. I, I that that's pretty good if it's if it's close. If you guys <laughs> you pop quiz me, you gotta pop quiz the answer back, bud. <laughs> <laughs> if you put him relic three, then I trust you, I guess. <laughs> no, well, you trust me or you don't, because that was also after one of those I actually tweeted it the next day. I'm like this is why you don't drink in Swiggo. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had an idea in my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be insane. People are going to be like, he's a genius. And then I'm like, I wake up the next morning like, what, what the hell did that? What, what have I that? done? <laughs> what have I done? I mean, no, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I completely, there's no good use for him at all right now. I, I wish I could have found a way, but there is none. I was thinking, I was thinking he was going to be good in t- uh, the new territory battles, but that's, Nothing is good in the new territory battles. So. No, no, <laughs> I don't blame myself for that. As well, you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, he's he's good for cautionary tales, I suppose. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hear tale of the relic three Ugnot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I the... heard that one <laughs> <laughs> just now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I. I guess Ugnot could also be in the Empire uh, faction. They're slaves, right? So you have that. Sure, yeah, we'll give them that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Anyways, what we're we're running down here. What what thing do you want to tell everyone, Clash? What what amazing message of hope and uh, love do you have? <laughs> That's a lot of a lot of pressure. Uh. It can just be hope or love. You don't have to have both. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to do hope for now. Because, you know, I think that's what, if anything, this game is building in us. It's building us a, a, this never-ending, you know, a new hope. Like like the episode five where we just have to believe that things are going to get better. And that they're going to give, they're going to they're gonna put out new content that's awesome. And, and, and we're all going to love it. And we're all going to. We're all going to get our galactic legends next year and we're all going to be so excited in 2021 when we get them so i'm hopeful you're hopeful that's good do you have um are there any is there anything you are currently play testing that you can give us anything any morsel of information oh, on? You, you need some like secret secret sauce is that what you're talking about 
Well, uh, even just like the the knowledge that secret sauce is being brewed would be good. <laughs> I am constantly. I mean, uh, that's a, that's another thing I, I sent out the other day is that uh, the, what a real theory crafter uh, after a day of theory crafting looks like, and it's it's your arena squad with no more refreshes because you've you've, <laughs> you've you've used all of them. Uh, there there are no more refreshes, and you have to wait till the next day to play anymore. And you're like. Damn it! <laughs> now I'm now I'm gonna fall to 600 with this random team that I have in there, right? Uh, that, that so yes, I'm constantly testing. I I have uh, I have some ideas in mind. I'm I, I'm actually interested. It, I'm looking for a way, for a reason not to put a Zeta on Dengar, because I think I think he's got some sneaky stuff I could do with him. What do you guys think? I've always liked Dengar. Uh, what are you laughing at, Solo? Uh, <laughs> of all the Zetas that I'm going to put, Dengar was not the first that came to my mind. <laughs> there was a guy. There was a guy in our old guild who used to troll me by saying, "Zareth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a Zeta on Dengar." <laughs> I mean, there are worse Zetas, right? There, there absolutely are worse Zetas. <laughs> I just, I always felt like his Zeta was so redundant. Like he's always the guy, even if he's the lowest gear level guy, he's always the one who survives to the very end. Like mm-hmm. he's got a great kid. I'm a huge fan of Dengar, but like his, his Zeta just seems too redundant with something he already does amazingly well. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. I get you. I, 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 I've, I'm trying to find, and I'm, I'm getting close. I'm trying to find a unique way to use him as a leader with a hybrid comp. And I always thought maybe that Zeta would, would, would push me over the edge, but I'm not there yet. Still thinking about it. All right on. I would love to see that. Talk me into Zeta-ing Dengar. <laughs> well, let's get your, let's get your, uh, you know, your Bandor Chewbacca up first, <laughs> and then, then we'll talk about it. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, Clash, uh, loved having you on here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. No, thanks again. You guys, uh, you guys run a good, good show here and you guys are obviously, uh, good at what you do. So keep up the great work. You're, you're well, well loved and respected in the, the scoundrel and scoundrel server for sure. Appreciate so, it. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, we already said it, but thank you to Clash for joining us. Uh, now we're going to move on to our next section. Last week we had no podcast questions. This week we had about 50. So uh, it's already been a long episode. We're going to get through a couple here, and then we're going to save the rest for next week. Um, so the first one is about General Skywalker and using him on offense and facing Padme. Um and is there any tricks to beating Padme? And the answer is generally yes. I'm sure you're going to say that you do this differently, but uh, it, it depends on the team. Um, with the Grandmaster Yoda teams, I tend to be able to kill Yoda quite quickly. Because wh- what I do is, you know, I have Ark go first. He puts the gun on Rex, and he he shoots Yoda first. And usually that takes off all the protection. Um, Then 
I'll have Rex go and give tenacity up to everyone, and he will actually dispel Kenobi, who would have taunted after the hit on Yoda, uh, because the gun assists and dispels the taunt on Kenobi. And then I'll keep hitting Kenobi until a big hitter goes. Usually it's my own General Skywalker. And then I'll just aim at Yoda, take him out, and then it's 5v4 and you're basically off to the races. Um, otherwise, I just kind of bang my head against Kenobi until the stacks of offense kind of build up uh, from all the buffs that that Padme team gets. And then General Skywalker just goes nuts. When when you're talking about tricks, I think the one trick to think of is save Echo's grenade for when the, the opposing team has a ton of stacks of protection up. You throw the grenade, you dispel all the protection up, and it prevents them from getting stacks of courage, a.k.a. prevents them from hitting you very hard. Because without the courage, they're not going to hit you hard at all. Um, what about you, Zareth? Uh, what do you do when you're facing these Padme teams? I get annoyed that you stole my trick with Echo and the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, I mean that's great. The the entire the whole strength of that team against General Skywalker is their stacks of protection turning into courage, and you want to stop that any way you can. Um, what I typically do, I mean, you know, I spend my time banging my head against General Kenobi, you know, like Solo said, <laughs> I try to get a big AOE off with uh, Skywalker right away, uh, if I can, uh, before they have a ton of protection up on the whole team, just so that the whole team, uh, you know, starts with a ton of protection, uh, of, of actual protection down. Um and then, honestly, I, I just focus on Kenobi, and sometimes I'll just sneak in a hit here and there. Like, th there will be opportunities, uh, targets of opportunity as, as they come up, uh, where, you know, you if you have Ark and he's, uh, you know, giving his assist to someone and that, you know, that gun dispels. So you can, if, if Kenobi's not taunting, then sometimes you can, you know, say, oh, he's got like five stacks of protection. I'm going to just hit that character and it's not going to do much damage because it's an assist and all this stuff. And um, they have all this protection, but it'll dispel those stacks so that they don't build up courage because you can't dispel courage. Um, right. And then honestly, usually the breaking point is just uh, Rex finally goes and he gets his mini annihilate off, kills Kenobi. And then it's just, uh, you know, if you can just annihilate Padme instead, uh, you know, if there's no taunt. But if there is a taunt, just just pull the trigger and kill Kenobi. Um, it, it's not that hard of a matchup. You just you want to keep it. Rex is really the key, in my opinion. Like if you can't crack that offense. You know, eventually your numbers are going to get higher than theirs because theirs kind of just stay the same. But, um, it, you know, you're getting plus 2% offense every single time they get a buff and they get a ton of buffs. So eventually you're going to just outdo it, outdo them. But, uh, you know, usually for me, the breaking point is just Rex killing someone. Yeah. And then, and then it's just like easy mode after that. It's like their resolve has just crumbled. It's lovely. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, okay, next question. What characters and or Zetas do you think are underestimated? Oh, you're asking me. I am. You're going first on this one. <laughs> I, 
I don't like this being asked the questions. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna reverse these roles next time again. <laughs> I'm gonna take my rightful place back as the podcast question uh, questioner. <laughs> um, the, I guess there are a lot. I think that um, in the case of me and Solo uh, in our discussion, I think that uh, Phoenix are underestimated by Solo. Um, <laughs> You know, he makes a lot of really great ignorant remarks about how awful they are. And um, so I don't appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, uh, you know, I think one thing that a lot of people are finally starting to discover is the Django uh, Zetas. Like, the lead is pretty good. And, uh, you know, his unique is fantastic, though. I I just, I love the utility of being able to uh, disallow revives. You know, that's that's a fantastic ability. I've had that, those Zetas for a really long time. Um, you know, and they, they work against a lot of teams. Like, you can use Bounty Hunters to counter Night Sisters uh, pretty well because he also ignores Taunt. So, you know, even if Zombie is just perma-taunting because she's so fast and you can't dispel her fast enough or kill her fast enough, um, you know, the the two characters that matter in terms of being able to kill Night Sisters, uh, you know, and finish them off are uh, the two Bounty Hunters who can also just naturally uh, ignore the Taunt. So... Um, I've always really liked, uh, you know, just bounty hunters in general, I feel like are underestimated. People see them as, you know, second class or third class citizens. And I think they're fantastic. They're still super relevant. Like we're going down to seven teams here and in no way is, should anyone consider uh, bounty hunters as, you know, a candidate to just not use in grand arena. Like they're, they're just too strong. So, um, I guess those, and I'll listen to solos and then maybe I'll add something else on at the end. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm going to shock you here. Um, my most underestimated tune right now, and I actually already talked about him in this episode is chopper. Um, everybody just kind of thinks of him as a throwaway or, I know people use him on Phoenix teams, but people don't really use him off Phoenix teams. And Chopper on a JTR team right now is fantastic. Let's say you want to use L3 with Kira or somewhere else uh, because of that scoundrel tag. Chopper uh, will do a lot for you. A, he requires no Zetas, uh, which is fantastic. It's all Omegas on him. At the start of every one of his turns, he recovers 15% health. So when you're talking about recovering banners, uh, he he has his own built-in heal. And if he took damage, he's also going to get 15% protection up. And then every time BB-8 takes a turn, Chopper is going to get or be called for an assist and give out a random buff because on his basic, he will uh, give out offense up, defense up, or speed up at random for two turns. So he's throwing out a huge amount of buffs because of how many turns that BB-8 takes. And he works as a pseudo tank as well. Uh, an inv- evasion tank, which fits in well on this resistance team. So my most underestimated character is going to be Chopper. 
uh, just because of all he brings. And I will say, when I ran uh, JTR in Arena, Chopper was the fifth. Uh, and I could be every other JTR team or every other team in the arena at the time because of Chopper. Uh, so he is my most underestimated character. Fair enough. I actually have uh, another one as well that I thought of. So um, uh, in general, I think that Ewoks are underestimated because what what happens is, so people, everyone gets their Ewoks up to gear 11 or thereabouts, you know, random, like, some of them are like, oh, yeah, I got my elder up to like, you know, gear nine and that's all I needed <laughs> or something, you know, so that they have all these like awful, terrible Ewok squads. And then they take all the good mods and put them on every other character. And so what you see in Grand Arena sometimes uh, is just like this all gear 11 awful, you know, like mandatory one or two Zetas on them uh, Ewoks that, that are just a total afterthought. And it's so far away from like the the like platonic ideal of Ewoks, you know. Um, <laughs> it, you can have a legitimately strong Ewok team. It, it does take some investment, but like the the way that Paplu and his uh, speed works is, is so tricky. I mean, I know that Solo has tripped up a ton of character or players with his alt using Paplu because he he boosts his speed a ton, and then. Uh, Peplu gets plus 25% of whatever his speed is. That's part of his kit, um, you know, to start the the match. And so people will look, they're like, oh yeah, Peplu's only like, you know, 200 something speed, whatever, like, you know, easy enough. Or they don't even look, they just jump in. I've seen so many streams where people are like, oh, it's Ewoks, I'll just use my somewhat slow, somewhat crappy Imperial Troopers. And I always wait for them, those guys to get burned when Paplu is like, oh, actually, I'm <laughs> I'm gear 13 and I have a huge, huge speed advantage. And now the Ewoks are all going and your troopers are all dead. Like that, that does happen. So, you know, it can happen. And I think that people underestimate them to their peril. Uh, you know, usually what you see is what you get and they're awful and just you should just kill them with fire but um <laughs> some ewok teams actually require a, a legitimate counter so uh, that's true my pat blue gets that gets that win probably four times every grand arena um and that's because his speed is sitting at 323 and not many people have their stark over 300 Right, three twenty three is pretty quick. It, that's after the bonus. That's after the bonus, yeah. yeah three twenty three surprising. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to get him up that high without the bonus. <laughs> Fair. <That's, laughs> that would be absurd, because three twenty three is a base speed of two fifty eight, which is already one thirty uh, plus uh, one thirty. Yeah. When you said that, I I about <laughs> choked. So. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to pretend like I was impressed though. <laughs> I was gonna pretend like, oh yeah, that's that's common. <laughs> yeah, but you you actually have like one of the top fastest uh, Paplus in the game, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think I'm. Last time I checked, I think I was sitting at 28 or 29th fastest. Wow, it's amazing. Um, so there you go, Ewoks and Chopper and Phoenix. <laughs> yep. 
in reverse order. All right. Uh, so the last one we're going to answer, we're going to skip a couple. We will come back to these, um, but uh, we thought that this was relevant. Uh, so we wanted to answer it tonight. Is there any advantage to intentionally keeping your GP down to maintain a lower division? Is it best to be the small fish in the big pond or big fish in the small pond? I've ran into this a few times as I've worked my way up the divisions the past couple months. If you do try to stay big fish, you risk missing out on other rewards. I, I personally, from my experience, would say don't try and hold back. Um, when I was on the verge of Division 2 and Division 1, I was like, oh, I'm going to be really smart about this. And I took off mods off the bottom end of my tunes because, you know, I have mods on everybody. So I was like, I'm going to pull off about a 50,000 in uh, GP just by demodding all of these tunes. And I did it. And that Grand Arena was the most painful Grand Arena I've ever been a part of because every one of my opponents did something along those lines. So everybody I faced was finished first in both uh, normal and fleet arena every day. And so it was uh, it was a true challenge just because everybody had that idea. Um so I would say it's not worth it because like the question also suggests you are giving up rewards. Um, so, you know, I would say just, just go for it. Just build your roster naturally and what comes comes because when you cross that line into the next division, the way the matchups are, you're going to face all the people that are just crossing that line with you. So the people you're facing really isn't going to be any different. Yeah, um, I, I guess, you know, just to go with Solo, like, I, I don't think that there's much reason to hold back. Uh, you know, you're missing out on marginal rewards, like going from division, uh, division, what, whatever division. Like, so I have an alt that has climbed a lot of different, uh, a lot of these divisions. And, you know, I'm in division four right now, about to get into division three. And I've, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I won't upgrade my ships just so I don't cross that line. I would say that the only thing that you really need to consider, uh, because the prizes are not that big from one division to another, like, yes, making, uh, making, uh, you know, these, I guess, Kyber and, and all the other, uh, you know, leagues that that's the prize difference, you know, that's, there is a difference, but from one to another, it's not that much. Like from division one to division 10, yes, pretty big difference, but you're not going to make that jump. The biggest consideration in my mind is how many defensive and offensive teams do you have available that you can actually account for? Like, it, you know, my, my alt right now has to deal with, well, I don't know what it's going to be with for ships, but in division four, it, you know, last, last season I had to deal with six teams and basically I just kept my six best offensive teams with a couple exceptions, but uh, you know, I kept them on offense so I could always get the full clear. If you can't do that, if you don't have six teams, but you're moving into a division that will need six teams, then I would say maybe hold back just a little bit. Try to make sure you're, you know, like prepared for that extra team because because it's on defense too. You, you don't want to you don't want to just stash your, you know, like level seventy guys in there. Uh, you know that no one 
no one likes that. So, um, you know, otherwise I've seen people get into division one from division two and be like, Oh, this is easy. This is great. This is easier than division two. And I've had the same, like I've had people do the opposite where they get into division one right away. And they're like, wow, I'm just getting my butt kicked every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I can't, yeah. I can't find rhyme or reason for it. Like in the end, it's about how well you've positioned your, uh, you know, your, how well you've allocated your GP and spread, you know, how balanced is your roster? How, how competent are you at wielding said roster? Uh, you know, way more important than, you know, it, it's, it's impossible to predict what opponents you're going to have. So uh, you're going to run into horrible opponents in every division. So it's fact. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, it, eventually once you hit division one eventually you, you will start hitting that rarefied air where you, like every match me and solo very rarely have a match where we're not at risk like i never have a gimme match in <laughs> in grand arena unless it's like some random guy in the first round who like just only does you know he he registers and then leaves it you know and gives me an auto defense like that happens a couple times but like yeah we We'll run into that, but that's not something you can plan around either. That's not holding back for a different division. That's that's just, uh, you know, people who have been playing for a long time and consistently are eventually just all going to get smashed up in the top together. So, <laughs> right. Anyways, that's my spiel. All so, right. There, there are no big fishes, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, I do agree for the most part. This matchmaking, I, I think CG is doing well at what they said they want to do, and that's they don't want the they don't want easy matches every round. They they actually want you to be challenged. They want you to have a five hundred percent winning percentage. They they want every battle to be a close one, and so I, I think this matchmaking has actually for the most part done that i've seen a couple exceptions where i felt bad because of who i'm going against i've also run into a couple where i got destroyed because my opponent's roster was just a hundred times better than mine uh but for the most part i think no matter what division you're in there's going to be chances for your opponent to beat you just like you have the same chances to beat him yeah, I agree. There's been some matches I'm like, there's just no way I could win this. And then I win, you know, conclusively. And, you know, and I've had a few where I'm like, this should this should be kind of easy. And it's like, that was that was really hard. That guy, <laughs> that guy knows his roster, Yeah, you know. So you just never know. Um, and honestly, just, it, I don't think it makes a big enough difference. My thing lately is just enjoy the game. Like whatever you do in this game that's enjoyable, uh, do you know? Just do it. And I don't think that the, that switching divisions is actually going to cause you less enjoyment. I, I think there, you know, it might, but it's not not the division. It's more like your roster, you know, that is potentially unready for you know the more teams or whatever. Like I mentioned before, otherwise, I, yeah, just. Do what's fun for you. And if that's upgrading, uh, 
you know, some random like Luminara up to, you know, gear 11 or something. Just <laughs> Or just up not to gear three or Relic three, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet he enjoyed the hell out of that <laughs> while he was doing it. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, we can... So those are going to be the, those are our podcast questions this time. Thanks, guys. Last time we didn't have any, and we we got just like podcast question destroyed this <laughs> this last uh, week. Like you guys were so responsive to that. Appreciate it. We have a ton remaining. Uh, keep asking them though. We will get through them. We'll probably get through them pretty quick. So. Um, you know, we're just cutting them short this time because uh, Clash was here and we wanted to hear what he had to say. Um, yes. All right. So we don't we didn't do anything with alts other than um, win with both our territory wars uh, with them. <laughs> uh, so we can move on to uh, we, we've got Grand Arena just around the corner. A couple days we're going to be making attacks and setting defenses. Exciting times. Solo, what are you doing to get ready? What have you done in the last week to get ready for Grand Arena? Uh, well, not really the last week. It's what have I done in the last two days? Um, I've been hoarding, you know, resources, namely Zetas, for when we get new Ray and new Kylo. And it's clear now that I'm not getting new Kylo quickly after new Ray. So I started spending some of my Zetas. Uh, unmasked Kylo, got his unique Zeta, so he's going to start taunting at the beginning. Uh, and then Grievous finally got his lead Zeta, and I got him up to R7. I, I mainly did this for the Malevolence, but it certainly is not going to hurt that defense team as well. Uh, agreed. And I still have to put Relic 7 on Grievous. I I haven't registered yet for that reason. Um, and, and I, I've been hoarding all of my uh, materials, you know, like my six signal data and all of that yeah. for my eventual push for relic seven on uh, the Kylos and whoever else I need. But in the end, the, the thing is, at least at my level, I'm, I'm like, now that we have finalizer and Radis, I'm like at 5.9. I looked the other day, like I'm, I'm like on the brink of 6 million GP, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, not my fault though. Radis's fault. Yes. So, um, and I like that people start have started calling him Radish. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, that's a side note. I, I want these uh, Galactic Legends characters. The fact is, though, at, at my GP level, going into a match uh, and seeing that someone has Relic Five on their General Grievous. I, I just, I, I start like getting excited. I'm like, this is going to be like, that squad's going to be really easy to counter. This, that's going to be awesome. Don't have to worry. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's du the duality of, okay, so I look forward to that match personally. My opponents almost certainly look forward to their matches against my General Grievous as well. So yeah, I, I just think Relic 7, like, and the thing is, it's all his whole thing is stacking his health. He gets a huge health pool because he takes a ton of turns. And if you start it at a really high level, then it's just going to keep compounding throughout the entire match. So Relic 5 does seem really good for him. Relic 7 is going to happen tonight in the next couple hours. So um, 
there's that. And then looking at my chart here, let's see. I already told you guys about my fiasco with veteran Han and his Zeta. So there's that. Um, I finalizer unlocked, which is cool and unusable, basically. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kylo Ren unmasked has his taunting Zeta because I got to, uh, I'm only keeping four. So every time I get up to five, up to 100 mats, then I spend one. Um, Captain Phasma's gear 13 and Special Forces TIE Pilot is 10. So actually some pretty good movement on my end. Nice. Yeah. This is this has been kind of a longer podcast, uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we do have a ton of things that uh, Solo is going to tell you about, all the different uh, resources that we have available that are actually legitimately helpful in our opinions. Um, and they're all free. So, Solo, what what things do our listeners have to look forward to and use? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've talked about we talked about it already. This podcast we have a Discord server. Uh, it is mostly surprisingly a Grand Arena or Territory War focused discord server where we talk about counters and teams to use and who to gear up and zetas to apply etc we have a lot of very good players on that server so if you have questions uh there's a lot of people there to answer questions at all periods of the day uh, a link to that discord server and all of this all of what i'm about to talk about are will be in the description below um we also have a counter sheet. It is a Google Doc that shows you the full team we faced. It shows you the full team we used to beat it. And then most importantly, it has a timestamped video link to the right so you can see how that counter works and uh, shows you if you want to use that counter, basically. Uh, it's very useful. It's much better than just saying, you know, JTR beats Django Nest. You can actually see how JTR beats Django Nest. And then, finally, we both have YouTube pages. You can find Zareth by searching his name on YouTube. It's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. You can find mine the same way. It's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. We both record all of our uh, Grand Arena battles. And so we will publish them shortly after, or the round is over, and you can watch us do our Grand Arena battles. And if you pay attention, there may be something special going on Friday night with that. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good hint. You guys Leave it with a tease. <laughs> Make them come back wanting more. Hopefully they haven't stopped listening at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good i i learned something today solo <laughs> i didn't i knew that i'm just you did yeah <laughs> i, I uh, hope you knew <laughs> one would hope but uh, it was it was amazing to see you um actually like put it into practice i just knew the theory so like watching <laughs> you actually do it wow <laughs> <laughs> all right folks um so I think we're ready to just cut everyone loose. Is that accurate? Yeah. I, I think so. I think they stopped listening about an hour ago. So 
If you're still here, thank you uh, for listening this far, and we will see you next week. Or later this week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All Have right, a guys. good week, everyone. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.